Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everyone. We are live on this Sunday. Whoa, what happened here? Ooh, man, okay, we're back. Yes, Sorry. we are live on this Sunday, October 29th, in the aftermath of the Dolphins' 31-17 victory against the New England Patriots to move their record to 6-2 and two on the season. Uh, now only half a game behind the Kansas City Chiefs atop the AFC standings. And as we speak, the Chiefs are losing against the Denver Broncos by the score of 14-3. to three. So, uh, And this, of course ahead of the showdown next Sunday in Frankfurt, Germany, against the aforementioned Chiefs. Um, kind of a taking care of business performance by the Dolphins against the Patriots on this Sunday in a league where there are a lot of upsets, but in a season where the Dolphins have shown that if they play an inferior team, eventually their firepower is going to make the difference and their margin for error because of that is pretty good. They're a pretty good team. Well, duh. <laughs> Signed Captain Obvious. <laughs> I know. I mean, people people want to underestimate the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots can get you. Like, they can sneak up on you. I just asked the Buffalo Bills. I think uh, and a true test of a good team is you take care of business, especially when you're predicted to win or predicted as a favorite. Can you do what you're expected to do and – a lot of times you see games slip through the cracks sometimes. Well, this Dolphins team right now, they've won every game that they've been predicted to win. Um, and I, I even I think they weren't predicted to win the Chargers game. So they, they, they pulled one out that they weren't a favorite. And, yes, they can't beat teams on the road, especially teams that have physical trench play like the Buffalo Bills or Philadelphia Eagles. But I think that tune changes when you get guys like Connor Williams and Teron Armstead back. And, and certainly the defense looks like it's changing with Jalen Ramsey out there, even though he played way more than he was supposed to play. Just kept waving coaches off, apparently. Yeah, and but here, here's the thing, though. New England is tricky defensively, and they're always good on special teams. The New England offense is not very good. Their margin for error because of that is really, really small. And then it seems every time Mac Jones plays the Dolphins, he's you can put him down for one throw where it's like, what the hell, like clashed. In week two this year, it was trying to hit Devontae Parker near the sideline against Tex. And then today, it's that floater of a pass he threw to Kendrick Bourne. And Jalen Ramsey was covering some other guy going into the end zone. I remember who it was. Like, oh, look at this. No, it was a, he was in zone. He was in zone, deep zone. And then he saw that pass. He was reading the quarterback. I'm, I'm realizing now that Jalen Ramsey, his, his back pedal is more like a side pedal. Um, and... He just broke on that ball phenomenally quickly. And I don't think even think it was a bad pass. I'm looking at it from up, up high on the stadium. It was really just a great read. Um, that was a check down play, an outlet pass, um, probably Mac Jones's third read. Jalen caught it, saw it, had nobody in his zone, and went and got it. 
And it's a, it's a nice play, but that thing was a lollipop. I mean, it was a lollipop. He's got a lollipop arm, just like I know that other quarterbacks do. And you leave some out there. Sometimes you you go you throw outside the hash marks. Sometimes it can be it can be gotten. It can be had. Like, and not every quarterback can throw outside the hash marks. I I I, I say that all the time. But that doesn't mean that just because you do have a quarterback who can throw outside the hash marks that things are going to be good for you because Ryan Tannehill could throw outside the hash marks all day long. Doesn't mean it's going to be a good pass. No, and 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 Mac Jones can't. He, Mac Jones flat out can't. And again, I'm going to maintain what I said. New England does not have the kind of the team, especially offensively, that can overcome those kinds of mistakes. Whereas the Dolphins do. Dolphins lost a turnover battle. But it doesn't matter because they can hit you with so many big play after big play after big play after big play. And again, and even Tua brought this up in this post-game press conference. Like he's like, I can't understand why you would not have a safety over the top if you're gonna cover Tyreek one on one on the outside and not and not bump him. I mean, it's like I'm sorry. I, yeah. I say this all the time. And I don't know what you do with Tyreek because you're not gonna press him. Like you, yes, you, you have to press him. I tell you, no, that. you don't have to press him. No, that's suicide. What do you like? What are you pressing well, him? Giving for? and giving him a free release with it with it with a safety who's not completely on that side from the start. And that is not so. How many times he has to do it for you for us to, re, to see realize this? If you press him, it's an immediate L. You're not winning. You're you're not winning pressing him. So you go ahead and press him. If you want to press him, press him. Go ahead, do, do that. And see what happens. Like it's a risk. I'm a DC. I throw different things at him, including the last thing I'm going to do is line up three yards off of him at the line of scrimmage and not have my safety in a position to immediately get over the top. Which I'm is five yards off of him. I'm not. I'm not touching him. Like, are you crazy? Anyway, that's that's not our problem. That's a problem for the opposing DCs who obviously haven't figured it out because he was over 100 yards again, which is now. He, uh, what's now five times in eight games? He's over a thousand yards already in eight games. He's still uh, on this pace for two thousand yards. Uh, it's completely ridiculous. He, he um, was surprised that we told him he's on pace for two thousand. I'm like, dude, can you not do math? Like, how do you not know? Like he doesn't know. Uh, no, he's like, really? Like, I'm like, <laughs> and this like, is where, for like, where you math, been? You're gonna to have to forgive me if I if I if I smell Tyreek trolling over there. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, Jalen Ramsey basically said Jalen because we asked Jalen and Tyreek was in the room. So Jalen, can you run us through the injury? He's like, yeah, I was defending Tyreek and I was locking him up, and I looked at Tyreek to see if there's a reaction, and Tyreek was just like, yeah, that was right. So, <laughs> I was like, I was like. I, I, my mind was blown. Like, cause you know how competitors are. You like, you know, oh, you was locking me up. Who you think? Who you talking? Say you was locking up. No, but that first week you was locking him up. Well, it's true. It was it was injured the second day of practice. So yeah, I know. But he he got him the first day too. Let's tackle some of these questions. How is Rob Hunt? That's a good question. He never came back into the game after sustaining a hamstring injury. When he first went down, I saw him grab the back of his knee. To me, so maybe it was the area where the hamstring was hurt. Um, didn't come back. Good thing Kendall Lamb did come back from his abdomen injury. Uh, Man. But Rob Hunt, uh, don't know. Don't know you when have, we'll find out. You have choices to make. 
I chose to go to the podium because they were giving us Ramsey, Hill, and Tariq. And so I didn't get to go in the locker room and see Rob. Um, so unfortunately, I failed everybody. Well, chances are, chances are you would have been getting treatment. Yeah, but you still see him getting I, – I, I would stay in until you got dressed and see what, what status is and see you know, he'd talk. But I, I feel like a failure. But you have choices to make. You have choices to make, and then it's okay. We, we, we forgive you. We forgive you. Um, I did, and, I did and, ask and, Mike McDaniel about Teron Armstead. No, it's correct. I uh, caught that and – yeah, it was kind of non-committal. We'll find out. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll find out Wednesday if he's designated to return. Uh, but again, Kendall Lamb's doing a very, very, very good job at left tackle. So I, I, I again, I'm going to preach erring on the side of caution. You know, bring Theron Armstead back when he's ready to come back. And and for the sake of transparency, previously on this podcast, I proposed the thought and theory of Kendall Lamb playing left guard when he when when Teron Armstead comes back and Kendall Lamb put this kibosh on it. Uh he said basically I was asked by um Butch Barry if that would be something I was interested in and I told him no. And he explained why he said no. He said the games that happen at offensive tackle. He's like I know myself and the games that happen at offensive tackle and the twists and stunts. He's like no. I, I'm used to dealing with these guys on the edge of speed. I'll do whatever the team asks me, but he's like that, you know, we're, you're better off with, with Lester and, and some of these young guys in there. And, and as you've know, for as you've dealt with Kendall, uh, you've dealt with Kendall Lamb a little bit, the man's as real and as honest and candid as it gets. Oh, lo- love him. Love him. Yeah. Uh, let's answer, answer some of these questions. I want to start with this one because this guy agrees with me, which means he's obviously very, very knowledgeable. Thank you, Keith. Uh, great showing, joining you guys in Wisconsin to the Patriots. We are the Legion of Broom. Very good. Twice in three years now. <laughs> Very good. You've got to press him with one guy and double him deep. I, I don't like the fact that Tua played down the fact he's never lost to Bill Belichick. But. And that, and it, major it, props it, it, to Tua for me on that one because, I, you know, you know, I thought it was a completely overblown stat because today. I would tell you today was easily the most impactful tool was in a game against New England. Whereas the dude, it's the first time he's thrown for 300 yards against, against the Patriots and you can roll your eyes all you want. And, and, you know, I've given you the stats where in his first five wins against New England, it was all about getting takeaways and the running game. And then today to what three for 324 yards. And, and and you know what you underestimate and you don't put enough value in that Go four minute. Please tell me. That four minute offense at the end of the drive where it didn't even matter that they scored a touchdown. They could have driven off driven out the clock with that four minute drive at the end of the game. A four minute offense. When you get the ball and you don't relinquish it and you just continue to eat clock. You know how many teams Wish they could do that and can't, and this team can. But they don't. But they, today they and, did, and, and, it, and, and it's they've done it previous Omar, years too. Omar, but no, Omar, you, the timing of, of you telling me that is weird because I just said that today was easily the most impactful tour has yeah, been in yeah, the yeah. against New England. Yeah. Okay. okay. His record is still perfect against New England, and he has a lot to do with that. Ask Tyreek. He's the MVP. Oh, okay, okay. 
Tyreek's the MVP, but we're not we're not getting into that. We're not the, getting into that conversation. If, if, if Tyreek says two is the MVP, two is the MVP. First, I, first of all, then we're not. I, we're really not going to do that. We're really not going to do it. This is two, Tyreek being a good teammate, and that's awesome that he said that. And major props for him to saying that. Again, Perkins and I are allowed to have our opinion that if we had a vote right now, and and judging by the fact that the Chiefs are losing fourteen to six, they're about to go to six and two, which will be the same record as the Dolphins. To me, Tyreek's the MVP right now. But again, and then Tua would be in the conversation as well. And we're allowed to have that opinion without being put down or chastised and all that. Lambasted and lambasted, flamboyed, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Tyreek is a phenomenal player and an offensive tremendous weapon and a cheat code as defenders call him. But this you know who's driving this train. Anyway, Tyreek, Tyreek and it's Tua. a machine knows it. Okay. Tua. Okay, fine. Tua Tua. Okay. No problem. Cool. I, I, I am not. We, I, I know. We have hey. gone, we've gone back and forth on this issue before. I am not doing it again. My my position has been stated. Um, it doesn't need to be Tua versus Tyreek. They're both obviously very, very important to the success of the Dolphins. And let's leave it at that. Mike Best, why do other teams not? Thank you very much. Why do other teams not get the scrutiny about beating, beating winning teams as the Dolphins? The Jets barely beat the Giants. The Panthers beat the Texans, etc. Mike, here's the, here's the, here's the reason, and you're going to like it, actually because nobody's talking about the Jets as a potential Super Bowl team. Whereas people are talking about the Dolphins as a Super Bowl team, but they need to show they can beat a winning team. Nobody's saying the Jets are a Super Bowl contending team, but they need to show they can beat a winning team. So from that standpoint, like nobody cares about the Jets barely beating a bad team because nobody's putting the Jets in the same, at the same level as the Dolphins. Who I'm, I'm not disqualifying the statement that you just made. But who are we talking about as a national as a national Super Bowl team? Contenders. 49ers, Kansas City, Buffalo, Philadelphia, right? Yeah. I put the Dolphins in that conversation. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just saying not you mean, you mean other than that. Uh, yeah. Is anybody talking about Baltimore like that? And I think they are. No, no. I think I think people should talk about Baltimore like that. I think some people might talk about Dallas like that, except they got spanked by the 49ers. The, the Cowboys would be in that conversation of have they beaten a really good team? Yeah, I, I mean, spanked by the 49ers, and then like like look at look at the, look at the Chiefs. They just lost to the they lost to uh, they lost the, the Lions on opening night because their receivers kept dropping oh, passes and gave them the a Lions. Pick six. Yeah, it was the Lions. My bad, my bad. And no, then if, they like, lose, if they lose to Denver today, that's going to be like that's going to be a stain on on their yeah, especially since Miami put seventy on them. And, and who was it that said that it's going to be Tyreek? He said it's going to be a great game against two of the best offenses in the NFL. This is what the this is what the NFL wanted. Absolutely. Yeah, but when this was made for Germany, nobody knew Dolphins would be one of the best NFL, one of the best offenses in the NFL. Did they really? Maybe, dude, not maybe not to this level because nobody saw it to this level. But it's not like they weren't good offensively last year. They were, they were, they finished what six in the NFL in total offense. So that's what we want right now. We're just putting teams that are that are top offenses on television. Is that why? Because honestly, and I'm I'm being very transparent here. Usually, my life is. Getting on on the way to games, I'm like literally working, doing things, driving car, coming here, watching the practice field. Now that I do the pregame show and there's televisions in the studio, 
I watch ESPN for four hours, and I swear to you, I would swear on my life, on my life, on my children's life, for 70% of those four hours, they're talking about the Miami Dolphins. And I don't understand. I'm like, when did it become like this? Like, every minute I'm looking at ESPN, they're talking about the Dolphins. They're, they're, they're videoing Tyreek's walk-in and Tua's walk-in and showing Dolphins highlights and talking. And, and I'm like, But you say, oh. like, it's a bad thing, though. I, I don't say it, I'm, it's not a bad thing, but I'm just like, when were the Dolphins the team that everybody's talking about? When did that happen? When did that shift happen? When they started getting on a pace to set to set NFL records for total offense. That's when – and then you have a wide receiver who was on pace for 2,000 yards. You had a running back who was on pace to tie the NFL record for touchdowns in a season, even though I believe Raheem Mostert's fallen off that pace. Um, He's at 10 and then, you, and then you had Tua putting up ridiculous numbers as well. So that's why – yeah, that's why – and the 70-20 to 20 win against Denver – if the Dolphins, if people weren't talking about the Dolphins before before that, then yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. But Mike, I hope that answers your question. And and I would hope, yeah, no, nobody gives a crap about the teams like the Jets or other teams that have beaten if they're bad because nobody's talking about them as a potential Super Bowl team. So, okay, uh, why is Belichick crying about hits to the helmet as Elliott hit Parker? But when Waddle took the hit in week two, he said that was a clean hit. Parker is softer than his soft issue. That is such a – I'm sorry, but that is such a – Oh, no, 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 no. such no. a horrible take. It's a helmet-to-helmet where he probably got a concussion. I mean – Oh, please. yeah. He was – that, That's such a horrible take. That that should have been a flag. Without a doubt, that should have been a flag. And, yeah, and uh, then for those who are, like, saying he wasn't intentional, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. matter. Helmet-to-helmet, it's an automatic flag. It doesn't matter. And, and you know, I, I'm, I'm – we're going to since since we'd spent a week talking about ref calls and I I've argued that it's home cooking this happens all the time I watch games with an un uh, with an unbiased viewpoint and I can see you get home cooking all the time in NFL games so yes was the Eagles game over the top like no question it was yeah. over the top but I think now you just saw the reverse of that where like Patriots couldn't beg for a call. Like they got nothing. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and I, I've been joking on Twitter and, and joking on radio, and I and I really do mean it. It's like the NFL said to Miami Dolphins, all right, you don't want to do you don't want to do hard knocks. All right, let's see how this Eagles game plays out for you. You didn't get a damn call, not one call. You sure you don't want to do hard knocks? And Dolphins is like, all right, fine, we'll do hard knocks. Next game, oh, you got every single call you want. Like like, let's go to Germany. Let's see if you can get some calls. I saw that. That was funny. Um, it was like, you know, like, because they were, let's be real about it. They were forced to do hard knocks. Like, why the NFL can't force another team? I get it. But everybody wants, but why can't they force Kansas City? Why isn't Kansas City on hard knocks? Why is it the Miami Dolphins? Because I would think people would have the same level of interest with Kansas City. Yeah, and I don't know what the, the, there was a criteria in place, but I don't know how that applies to the in-season hard knocks because by the criteria in place for training camp hard knocks, there were only four teams that could have been forced this year. It was like the Jets, the Commanders. I don't remember the other two, and they and they they picked the Jets, but the Dolphins did not meet the criteria to be forced to do hard knocks because they made the playoffs last year. 
And that's like the, the list should begin with if you haven't done hard knocks, you're on the list. Like how how do how do like Dolphins already done hard knocks? So like how are they? And I get it, you know. Steve Ross is still working to get his juice in the NFL. He just got a slap on the wrist, you know, for being a bad, bad, bad man, um, violating rules. You, for tampering, you, right? Yeah, you got – yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got He's got still got that thing looming over his head with Brian Flores. And, and I'm not going to say it's race-specific because Brian Flores was a jerk, but let's be real about the NFL's hiring and firing practices. Like, it is race-driven. Like, so, but I just, I don't get it. I don't get how they're forced to do hard knocks unless it benefits you in some way. And don't think a $16 billion empire who needs these hard knocks to do well, to enhance their brand is not thinking big picture and forcing the dolphins to think, Hey, think big picture. You want those calls or you don't want those calls. Okay. John C. Uh, if we lose both games to the Pats, we will both be 500. Let's move on from the inferior team. They are because we beat them. Good show, guys. They're a bad team because they're a bad team. And props to the Dolphins for taking care of the bad teams. They're not a bad team. Who said the Patriots are a bad team? They're a bad offense. Well, correct. The Patriots, the Patriots will sneak up on about four or five more teams this year. They will They will get somebody. What's their high end? What's their ceiling in terms of wins? Seven. That's a bad Seven. team. Okay. It's a bad team, and for me, that's been, a, that's been the Dolphins for two decades. But for me, well, it was two. <laughs> now it's for sixteen games. But <laughs> in, instead of being instead of being all offended when that that comes up, how about we tip our hat to the Dolphins for the fact that they handled the bad teams better than probably any team in the NFL. So, um, what's that Kansas City score? I'm very 14, curious. Fourteen six. Hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. Damn, I'm going around it's here. It's the second quarter. Like, well, this, you know the problem is for the Chiefs is Taylor Swift's not there, so that that's a major issue. Um, oh. right, there you go. Uh, did we lose any O linemen for the Chiefs game? Any serious injuries for them? We don't know. Um, we were just discussing this. Kendall Lamb came back into the game. Connor Williams was active but didn't play. The fact that he was active. That's cool. Um, Mike McDaniel clarified. I apologize for eating in front of you guys, but I'm, I'm starving. I've been all day. Um, Mike McDaniel clarified that Kendall was, Connor was available, but they didn't want to play him because they feared he would regress, and they don't want the regression. So he was available to be a backup. And based on what I saw, Liam didn't poop himself. Did you? Who used the word term poop themselves? Oh, Tua did. I got to cut that up for sound, brother. <laughs> um, no, and as it turned out, he wound up being the only offensive lineman who did not participate unless I'm wrong. Because Keon Smith came in for like four plays for Kendall Lamb. Mm-hmm. Robert Jones came in for Robert Hunt. And they, I don't know if you noticed that like early in the game, they were alternating by series between Robert Jones and Lester Cotton at left guard. before. I Hunt. did not notice that. Thank you for oh, clarifying that. I, I got to watch that over. It, okay. I, it, yeah. Uh, I got to address this. What up, pretty boy? Pretty boy. I love all my poo, but then said that this wasn't going to be an easy was way off. You I thought this was easy? I have no, I have no idea. It was, it was comfortable. I mean, it wasn't like, by the way, and I predicted on alldolphins.com yesterday as part of my preview, 
30 to 20 and was 31 17. I don't know if I was that far off. Another bad take is them not calling Holland elite. He's been so good this season. Wait until next week. Sorry. And there, there's so many people getting in their feelings about Javon Holland. I mean, do we have, do we have Javon on? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Sorry. I, and I, and I told somebody else who was like all, all up in his feelings. You want us to tell you he's, he's been playing fabulous. Awesome. He's sure. phenomenal. He's phenomenal. But he's phenomenal. You want us to be honest uh, with you guys? I, I don't see it. Listen, and, and somebody showed me like pro football focus clearly heard what we were saying because they, they put up a post about who's the most underrated NFL player. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. It's Javon Holland. I was like, go right ahead, brother. Yeah. Like I, I swear they're on the take that like yeah. they are paid by agents. No, that I can't prove it, but there is no doubt in my mind. And y'all could, shoot this, videotape it, clip it, put it wherever you want to put it. Uh, I stand on what I say. And, no, and trust here. me, he's, he's been, he's been fine to say he's been, he's been elite. No, I don't see it. Diedrich, although he's six and oh, today was to, to his first kill versus Belichick. Hmm. Sounds like something I just said. Very good. Diedrich, you're a smart man. I love you, buddy. I cannot even remember any of the other games. So you shall, I, I believe the, the, uh, the, was the, um, no, that was Tannehill game. The Miami Miracle was a Tannehill game. Oh, but it care. was. I'll give you all the scores if you want them. No, thank you. I pass. Okay. I appreciate but it. But it was, it was a, lot of, uh, a lot of great running performances and a lot of takeaways on defense. But today, absolutely. Uh, also, the Ahmed experiment needs to end. PSU 2 together is like Hill and Waddle. I, 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 would I like, like to I like that. Are you Waddle, Omar, or are you, are you, are you Tyreek? I would like to formally apologize to everybody who follows the All Dolphins podcast on my behalf and on Alan's behalf because he is a co-conspirator. Uh, <laughs> we we both told you consistently that Devon A. Chain was just as good as uh, I'm sorry that was was Savan Ahmed was just as good as Devon A. Chain. We are clearly wrong. We have been fooled. It was uh, a misunderstanding of a fabrication of the truth. And we would like to formally apologize on behalf of the All Dolphins podcast. They are not the same. They are not even close to the same. And uh, I it like was our belief much. based on the evidence that we had at the time. At the and, time. And upon reviewing more evidence uh, as it's come in. Upon further review. It's very clear that our observations were off the mark. Yes. No question about it. Like, listen, Devon H.A. is special. Savan is a decent NFL player. And let's leave it. Let's leave it there. I, again, I formally and humbly apologize to everybody. Like, why are you? Why are we apologizing? We were wrong. We, how, how about we take? We I take mean, the L. It's not. A, listen, people. People still bring up Legado Nene to me. People still bring up. People oh, still man, bring. You up. were in love with that dude. Oh my God, that dude was. Come on, come on. That dude was good. Don't play like he wasn't good with David Garage. With David Garage. All right, you're just going to ignore me, okay? You're just going to not even back me, okay? No problem. Then they bring up the fact that I said Cameron Wake, his rookie season, needed to be good on special teams. Otherwise, I'm not certain he was going to make the team. They they still bring that up to me because I was wrong. Um, and Because, you know, Wake was not a practice performer at all. I don't think I've ever seen one dominant practice from Cameron Wake ever in my life. I remember. 
uh, but the dude, the dude had 39 sacks in two years in the CFL. He was going to get a lot of rope when, after the Dolphins signed him, and he had a lot of teams after him. Um, here's the thing: we, we throw out, and we're asked, we throw out a lot of different opinions, and we're going to be wrong on some of them. Um, mm -hmm. the, the and the thing with Ahmed, Ahmed actually had a really nice play today on the third and 13 screen pass, where that should have been stopped way short of a first down. He made a guy miss, got the first down, but for the most part. So far this season, Savan's getting whatever yep. yardage is there to be gotten on the play and nothing else. I, I will say this. That impressive play that he had, in the back of my mind, I thought A-Chan would have housed it. And I I can't stop thinking that. Like, And it's good. And I'm not saying I, I, I like Savan. I think he's he's one of my favorite guys in the locker room to talk to. Like, we, we talk about music and other things. And I've always been a fan, and I've told him this, I've always been a fan and admirer of his skill when the pads are not on. Then when the pads come on, it's like vanishing act. And I thought this is the year that he transitioned and grew out of that. And then here we are. He, he er, kills it in preseason, top back in preseason, in the lineup, gets hurt, opens the door for Devon, and then, oh, my God. And obviously, it, you know, it wasn't meant to be. So it is what it is. That's the story. My, my, I've always thought about this, and I always write this piece, and I was close to writing the piece for um, Lester Cotton this week, but I didn't. I chose to pull it back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you know, and adversity creates opportunity. And, and Mike McDaniel has that written on the door in entering into the locker room. And when you get those opportunities in the NFL, just like Kendall Lamb has got an opportunity right now, and Robert Jones is going to get that opportunity right now, and Lester Cotton gets that opportunity, and Devon H.A., you got to seize that moment, and you got to deliver. And if you don't seize the moment and you don't deliver, okay, next. Because – Tell you right now, Lester Cotton doesn't get the job done. Next. And who, who else is a Except, fit? except, huh? except yeah. this is why, I, and I hate to do this because I really like the guy. He's one of my favorites on the team. Is Robert Jones had a couple of issues. He had a false start. He had a holding. For a minute, he had an ineligible downfield on that screen pass before the officials picked up the flag. Um, so he's going to have to cut down on the – on the penalties, because he's the next in line if it's not Lester Cotton who gets the job done at left guard, then it would be Robert Jones, but he's got to cut down on the penalties. Can we address Dolph Antina here? Who votes for MVP? Is it possible to have a duo MVP? It's 50 people, bunch of writers. There are some broadcasters. I don't know exactly how they're picked. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And... Yes, it could turn out if, if the voting is exactly even, there could be co-MVPs. I'm trying to think if it's ever happened. Um, but that would be cool, and that would answer and stop all the debate if, you know, if Dolphins wind up with the best record and two and Tyreek are co-MVPs. Now, there's 
as I said before, and I've seen this mistake done once on a college level where Willis McGahee and Ken Dorsey canceled themselves out. And I don't even remember who won the Heisman that year. And you cannot have two candidates from the same team competing for the same honor. It will cancel itself out. One of them has to back out and relinquish. What, what, Omar? What does that mean? It's not. It's not like it means exactly what Tyreek Hill did, where he said Tua is the MVP, you, but, but and he has to continue for, to do this if he wants his quarterback to win the award. Do you think for a second that a, that an yes. MVP voter is going to go well? Tyreek is backing his quarterback, yes. so I'm not voting for him. Oh, absolutely, I do. No okay. question. This is Without where a doubt, because we because we stay polite on the old offense podcast. This is where I'm telling you, I think you are off your rocker on that one, Omar. But, I'm telling you. I'm yeah. telling you. Okay. He's got to do it. He's got to do, like, do it more and over and over and over again. He's going to have to do it four more times. He's going to have to say Tariq's line, whether he believes it or not, because he knows he's already got $30 million, and he needs his quarterback to get $50 million. And he knows, how do I help my quarterback who feeds me and is going to help me get a record? I need to keep saying Tua is the MVP. But the MVP voters, no, with with all due respect, don't, don't give care. a crap that Tyreek is sticking yeah, up do. for his teammate. No, they don't. Okay. Yeah, they do. They Let's do. move Absolutely. on. Because they, they do. They will unequivocally listen right. to him and believe him because Stephen A will bring him up every single time. When Tyreek goes up there with Stephen A, which I believe he, that he will because Tyreek loves the attention too much. So he's not probably not going to do it this week when he's going to Germany. But Tyreek is going to be on first take and the, probably the bye week. Oh, I could see that. I absolutely could see that. Yeah. And he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna do a 15-minute pitch on why two is the MVP. And it's it's and it's gonna swing votes. They see okay. you wouldn't, you wouldn't, but if somebody's telling me don't vote for me, vote for this guy, and I want to vote for him, I'm gonna vote for who he says. It is, it's gonna happen. Except if except if I have a vote, okay, the only thing I care about is my integrity. Mm-hmm. And, and to the best of my ability, giving the vote to the person I think is most deserving. And and I'm I am also going to be very aware of the fact that Tyreek Ty- is sticking up for his teammates, like a very, very good teammate. It's cool that he's doing it. I love it. But does it, it to me doesn't change the fact that by Mary, my very humble opinion right now, Tyreek is slightly ahead of Tua in that race. And not just because Tyreek wants to pitch Tua, that that would make me change my opinion. Anyway, we move if on. If I tell you don't vote for me, don't vote for me. Vote for this guy, Omar. If I if I were to like decide to do I, like next week, I'm going to think about it and I'm going to decide. I'm going to vote on my favorite colleague of all time. You tell me don't <laughs> vote for me. I'm going to tell you, Omar. I don't give a crap. I'm going to vote for who I want to vote. That's for. because you're difficult. <laughs> yeah, can't can't argue with that. Um, Christian can two win come back and come back player of the year and MVP. Absolutely can and. His only competition for comeback player of the year based on the odds. Why are you making a face? Where did he be? Where's he go? Where'd I go? Where'd Tua go? He was the number one player in the league. Number one pass rating. Because he missed because he had two concussions. His career was in doubt based on, on a lot of the reports, even what he himself said. And if you look, Omar, if you look at the odds makers odds for comeback player of the year, it's usually it's been all year, it's been Damar Hamlin one and Tua two. Well, Damar Hamlin's inactive practically every week. Two is a front runner yes. for comeback yes. player of the year. Yes. <laughs> I got I gotta think about like who got hurt last year because this is ridiculous. He didn't go nowhere. Where'd he been? Well, he missed four starts, but y- your argument actually makes 
but I, I think based on the fact, again, because of the concussions and because of, of the severity of those. Damn, two about to win every award this year. Shit. You uh, might win Lyman of the Year for uh, the way we're going. <laughs> True fan fan, Mac Jones better than two, huh? Uh, obviously you didn't pay attention. You didn't pay attention to Tom Curtin when he was back, when he was saying that yeah. no two was that no Mac Jones, not better than Tua making the point. And if you can't see that making the point that Mac Jones doesn't have anywhere near the guys around them to, with to home to throw the way Tua does. And if you can't see that, sorry. Matt, and and Tom Curran, he apologized to Tua Nan. So come on, fellas. Yeah. He, apologized, he apologized to you. He said, okay, he said, looks like Casey's going for a 56 yard field goal attempt at the end of the first half. They're going to win this game. You, you give me the so? impression that it's, it's close. Uh, man, this guy, because on top, because they don't have right now, their offense is really good. Obviously, we oh. know that their defense gotten really good. And oh, by the way, they have like one of the best kickers in the NFL. He just nailed a 56 yard field goal, 14 to nine at the half. Lionel, you took off Lionel. That's yeah, really, but do you see any coaches being poached this offseason? Would love to have the staff for another year besides a special teams coach. Wow. Shot at Danny Crossman there. Um, Danny didn't do nothing bad today. No. The special teams, special teams, it was a stalemate. That's a win. No, and the worst special teams play wasn't his fault. It was first drive of the game when they punted on fourth, and I don't know what it was from the. Patriots 39 yard line and Jake Bailey put that thing in the middle of the end zone. That was a horrible pooch kick. But does Tyree get to 2000? I, I say he does. I if his body can hold up, I say he does. Um you don't, don't get hurt. You did notice, however, after his touchdown, ran straight to the bench. There was no touchdown celebration. He said he was tired of getting fines from the NFL. And we still, I, I didn't get clarification of whether he was fine for the cell phone or not. He I wasn't. Think, he wasn't. But yeah, yeah, he wasn't. But, you know, the NFL might be doing some, uh, NFL, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but he says he's tired of the fines. I love I love that speed walking thing that, that Moster did with him, too, after Moster scored a touchdown. And, and he it. said he was he was basically mocking his hip. His, 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 I, know, like, I, I got bad hip. I got bad hip. Yeah. I was like, okay. All right, you mocking us now. <laughs> that was funny. They man, oh, he was pissed at Tua because Tua didn't do the celebration that that they had planned. Um, no, Waddle. He was pissed at Waddle because Waddle didn't do the celebration that they had planned. Because you know they plan out these celebrations. No, no, Waddle, Waddle scored in the fourth quarter. They didn't do the celebration. That was that was an interesting interesting defense by the Patriots there. Let's go have two guys chase Tyreek on, on the sideline, and we'll leave Waddle wide open in the middle of the field. Yeah, it's a jet motion, yes, it is. It, and that's the name of it. It's called a jet motion. Um, uh, funny enough, Kyle Shanahan, I read a story where Kyle Shanahan stole it from Mike McDaniel and called it a cheat motion. Um, and you know why it's called a cheat motion, because it's like right there on the line of, of, it's, it, of whether it's illegal or not. And they do it at home. They don't do it on the road as much. And I think a lot of that is because they can hear Tua can hear they can hear the ball snap when Tua needs to swap the ball. Miami Dolphins will be the Chiefs 27-17. Print that. Well, no okay. offense, but no, I'm not gonna print that unless unless that becomes my prediction when I do my preview on Saturday. I don't know yet. I have to evaluate how things go. 
What up, Mike? Serious question. When do we stop blaming the O-line injuries on bad luck and licking two if they aren't training properly? I'm happy with how the backups played today, though two was clean mostly. Um, yeah, so that's I a mean, physical mm -hmm. game in the trenches. Online Correct. And a lot of it, like, yeah, it wasn't bad training. They got Armstead to have somebody fall on the side of his knee. Uh, mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. that's about it. Uh, Tua was clean for the most part. Uh, Robert Hunt, before he went out, got bad, got beat badly on the one sack by Christian Barmore early in the game. The sack by Kyle Duggar on a blitz came because Julian Hill and Austin Jackson both went to block the same edge defender and left Duggar from the outside. And there was another – there was three sacks against two, right? Two or three. I don't I know. I can't remember the other one. You don't know when you're uh, okay, right? Um, M.M. asked, why don't we run the ball? Last I checked, Dolphins had the best rushing attack in the NFL. Um, yeah, they only have 206 rushing yards on this, 206 rushing attempts on the season, but they're at 5.9 yards per carry. Um, a lot of that on a byproduct of, of, of big run plays, but I don't think they have a running game issue. I think today they, they were contained and defended, but it, I mean, Patriots, I think it was, it's hard to run the ball with four, three backups on the field. Correct. And here, here's the thing, and, and this is something that you, my friend, mentioned quite a bit when it comes to the running game. Can you run it when you need to? And mm -hmm. in that game ceiling drive that the Dolphins had, they ran the ball. had a big, it was it 10 or 11 yards, mm -hmm. and he won, He had 21 yards on five carries on that drive. Uh, or was it four carries? But he had 21 yards. So, um, what, But, you know, one? and – but. Uh, yeah, they're, I don't know if they're still going to be number one statistically. Understand that the statistics were skewed quite a bit by that ridiculous game against Denver where they rushed for 350 yards. I don't know that they're – do we really look at them, Omar? If you're going to be honest about it, do we really look at them and go, are they are they a good running team or are they the best running team in the NFL? I know what the statistics say, but if we're going to be realistic about it. I think that they're a good running team when they have all their horses on the offensive line. And I don't hold that against me. Um, right now, you've got Eichenberg in there. You're riding Eichenberg Express. You got Lester Cotton starting his second NFL game. Um, and, and you got Kendall Lamb, who's holding it down admirably. Appreciate you, brother. Um, but when Teron Armstead gets there, and hopefully he gets healthy, but I swear to God, Teron Armstead is a second or third best offensive lineman in the NFL. Like, people, how quickly they forget. Like, did you not see that Denver game? Did you did you not see that thing? That thing, he was mowing people down. And that's that's what you need to have a good run game. You think you think the 49ers look the same without Trent Williams? No, they don't. No. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, put put some respect on. And I hate this. Like, Dolphin fans want to disrespect everybody. Like, I where I where where the line is for me is do not disrespect elite players at their position. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's when you piss me off because all Dolphin fans say, oh, Toronto Armstrong's fragile. He's made of glass. Mr. Glass, name, nickname Mr. Glass. Man, y'all better put some respect on that man's name. Like, have you seen Toronto Armstead playing out there with one leg last year? Like, mowing people down this season? Okay, he started the year injured, hurt, got rolled up in, in the joint practices. Then he plays in Denver. Did you did you not see that 70 point performance? Did you not pay attention 
to who is 30 yards downfield mowing people down? Like, y'all better put some respect on that man's name. Like, for real, Teron Armstead is that dude. It's funny, though, because people would accuse us of doing that with Javon, <laughs> not, not respecting the elite player. Yeah, like, no, no, no. I, and I, I can't, like, okay, do something. You got two forced fumbles. Okay, tell me what else he did this year. Yeah, three forced fumbles total. He had two against uh, Denver, and he got another one at some point. When did he get another one? Uh, I don't know, but he's got three forced fumbles. Oh, okay, all right, Mr. Fumble. Show, show me the, show me when he's been in position for an interception. Oh, and dude, I don't disagree. Um, I don't disagree. What's one dark horse trade that would raise y'all eyebrows? I say this, and I stand by it. Go get Levante David. Go, go, go get Levante David. That makes your defense that's trending upwards potentially elite. Uh, an inside linebacker that could sniff out the run and actually shoot the right gap, not the wrong gap. Mm. That 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 could be a finishing piece. Here's my two problems with that, and and then one of them I've told you before is first of all, David Long's playing some really good ball. He is. Uh, and then number two, this maybe this isn't about David Long. Just. Why does Tampa Bay trade Levante David when they play in a really, really, really bad division? I, that they still have a chance to win, even though they're three and four. I mean, a draft pick can sweeten every everything, make everything right. If I tell you right now, you can. If I tell you right now, you give up a fourth round pick and go get a finishing piece that makes you a, a, a give. There's a kid out there working on his long snapping. It's like, okay, on the field. Anyway, um, if I tell you right now, just like Christian McCaffrey trade to the 49ers last year, made them like a Super Bowl contending team, go get Levante David, promise you your Super Bowl contending team. Dude, but yet that's not but that's not my point. My point is, yeah, absolutely. It's a great mm -hmm. trade for the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. But the difference is that Carolina was going nowhere last year when they made the McCaffrey trade. Why would Tampa Bay get rid of, a, of an important piece at a time when they actually can compete in a crappy division? That's my thing. Uh, I, I like the trade from the Dolphins standpoint. I really for, do. for Tampa Bay just lost. Oh yeah, they lost twenty four eighteen. Yeah, like I'm. I'm. Don't be. Don't be a pretender. Go get you a fourth round pick. Come on. Yeah. Make 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 it work. Or, or the Dolphins can go. I, I, I think they have a bigger need at defensive line because defensive tackle, because I, I think they're one injury away from falling apart, just like this offensive line is falling apart right now. Um, hopefully, Christian and Sealer and Raekwon stay healthy, but let's not pretend they have depth there because they really don't. They don't, and there was one play today. I think it was fairly late in the game where Zach Sealer like was shaking his arm after the play, and I'm like, "Oh no, 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 no!" But but he stayed on the next play, so I guess it was just watched a watched um, Durham Smite limping around outside yes. the locker room today, and that tight end is another issue, another issue. But I think Chase Claypool can be your tight end. To be honest with you, I think he is. First catch in the Dolphin uniform today. The vending machine. The vending machine. Yep. Here's our buddy John. Seems like the backup players on the O-line played well today. The Pats defensive line that bad. I would like your opinions on the backup O-line players of the Dolphins. The Pats defensive line is not that bad. Christian Barmore is a very good player. Devon Gachow, who Dolphin fans would know. Uh, is Average player. Fair enough. 
uh, who else are they? I don't even know who else they have. I forget. Diedrich Wise, serviceable. Barmore's the bar. They're, they're, they're average. They're, they're mid. They're all mid. They're mid. Everybody, um, everybody, everybody on the Patriots is mid. Anybody on the Patriots you scared of? Kyle Duggar is a hell of a player. And, and I'm not saying that just because he had a pick. Uh, okay. And um, a, he had a pick and a sack. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's a really okay. Good all right. Um, I like I like Trent Brown. I know he's you know sometimes he plays, sometimes he doesn't play. Uh, I get it. You're a six foot nine, three hundred and seventy pound man. And sometimes your effort is not there. Oh well, I I, I understand it. Like you know, uh, Mountain Man. But he's elite. He can help this team. Mountain Man Fishing's asking. Please answer my question. Uh, no more. I don't see your question. If, I, if we see your question, we will. We're trying to answer. As ask the, the question again, Mountain Man. Exactly. Well, look at I got the right at the bottom here. Uh, Billy Batson, who selected a Chan. <laughs> I, I can't help but I can't help but think that's a Mike McDaniel pick, personally. Oh, uh, it's absolutely a Mike McDaniel pick. That my that's Mike a player that Mike McDaniel targets. And I know going back to his history at San Francisco, Mike McDaniel picked the majority of the running backs in the draft that they selected. So Mike McDaniel picked. Mike McDaniel, he specializes in drafting running backs and form and and knowing the formula for the Denver cutback runners and outside zone runners. So that is without a doubt a Mike McDaniel pick. Yeah, and he wanted more more speed for for that offense. Okay, Omar and Ram, Omar with Ramsey <laughs> cutting dredge. You up next? <laughs> Absolutely not. I've done it before. Would never do it. You lose energy. Nah, not for me. You lose it. Hey, hey, Ramsey, here's a little secret. Tyreek's dreads weren't real. Um, I, I, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, remember his introductory press conference? He had the same haircut he had today. And then uh, training camp rolls around. He's got dreads. They don't grow that fast. But, hey, he cut him off. It is what it is. Uh, why, why is he not? Why is he not asking me that question? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Armando, wait. Why would why would pointing out that Toronto Armstead has health issues be disrespecting him? I think he would agree. As some fans get all in their feelings about Holland, so do you with Armstead. We're not talking. We're not talking about Armstead's health issues. We're talking about how good the player he is. And yes, he, he is. He's had durability issues. He's also been the victim of bad luck, which was the case with his injury. Um, both injuries this year. But it's not like he's – yes, he had bad luck. He got rolled up on in both injuries. But and, – and older players take longer to come back from injuries. These are all facts. But let's not act like his body's just breaking down on him because I don't know – I don't think that's the case. Now, if he comes back and suffers another – season-ending injury, then I got, you know, what do I say? What do I say to that? But, you know, if, if he suffers it getting rolled up on, like, people act like they would get rolled up on by a 300-pound man and just be like, all right, all right, I'm bouncing back. Like, no, that don't happen. I'd be curious whether Dolphin fans, if they're being honest with themselves, knowing what you know now, would you prefer the Dolphins not sign him? Yeah, no, your options were at this time, I, and this is this is because I, I remember I was there. I physically was there, just as you were. Your options were Trent Brown, Lyle Collins, 
or Teron Armstead because you weren't going to get anything in the draft. And you chose Teron Armstead and you paid the handsome price for it. Lyle Collins is out the league. I personally think the Dolphins should give him a call in a workout before they go to Germany. Like you, you might want to, you might want to explore that. Um, and Trent Brown, you see what's happening. Sometimes he wants to play. Sometimes he doesn't. So which way are you going? Okay. Let's tackle as many of these as we can. Mothman fishing years. We are to your question. How is it okay for Brock Purdy to play today with having a concussion on Monday? Isn't the NFL biased and no one is calling for him to retire after being concussed? He's playing because he, he passed all of the concussion protocol steps and nobody was calling for, and those who were calling for to retire were looking out for his well, welfare. I don't understand why that's an issue of, of look, everybody's against the Dolphins. Shouldn't, if, if the call was being made or the question was being asked out of concern for the guy's long-term health, that's an issue of bias and that's something bad. That's that's weird to me. <laughs> Amari, Amari went away in. Hey, I don't I don't agree. I think there should be a rule that if a player is deemed that they've suffered a concussion, they should be forced to sit out a game. I think that should be a hard and firm rule. If teams take it, Mike McDaniel clearly believes in that rule because I'm pretty sure Javon Holland passed his concussion pro- protocol test, but my, they decided to sit him out this week. And I'm fine with it because ultimately we should care more about the player and their well-being and their health more than whether or not we have them on the field for a game. And truthfully speaking, most of these coaches, with the exception of Mike McDaniel, don't give two flying figs about a player's health. They don't. And they say they do. They they really don't. No, but that's not – with all due respect, I mean, let's not make it seem like Mike McDaniel is the only coach in the NFL who does. I'm I'm saying he's not the only coach, but he's not – he's in the minority. Is he? I don't know. I I think Um, he is. I, I wanted to bring this one up here because, again, okay, Daniel, Tua passed all the concussion follow-up tests ahead of the Bengals game last year. Not sure that's the standard we should go on, by the way. He did no, not take any concussion protocol. Correct. There was no concussion protocol last year at this time. That that actually was implemented after Tua and the Cincinnati game. So your point is not valid, my friend. I, I am sorry to tell you. And also, all of the reporting, all, all the official word was that Tua did not sustain a concussion against Buffalo. It was a back was, injury. A back injury. Quote unquote, a back injury. And and I think they learned their lesson. And this is not me reporting anything, but I think they learned their lesson skirting in skirting concussion injuries. And that's why you saw Javon Holland. Javon Holland could have easily lied uh, on on Monday when he reported to the team facility and they asked him if he's suffering any concussion effects. And 90% of the players that I know, past players would have lied and gone out there and played and risked their health. Um, I'm proud of Javon Holland. It's a step in the right direction. And when you see the history of players with the CTE damage and suicidal thoughts, and, and it's some serious stuff. It is some really, really, really dark, twisted, serious stuff. This game is not meant to be played by a sane person. And literally these people are committing suicide every single game for a lot of money and I'm proud that they're stepping up and taking care of their health or being more conscious of it. Like right. Channing Crowder would tell a story. He he might suffer two concussions a game. Like he bl- he'll black out on, and make it a tackle. That, But that was the era that they played in. 
getting the bell, getting the, getting bell, the bell rung. Like, uh, uh, what do you think smelling salts for? Like, and 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 Zach Thomas is like, yeah, I got my smelling salt coach because they used to they, the car crash every every play. But you know. Okay, let's uh, Melchiwick. That's all yours, Omar. Go for it. I've been following you since uh, 2008 season. Old member of the original MOB. Oh, I love you, the mob. Um, that's a blog thing. Um, there's the lesion and there's the mob. Uh, glad to see you in this new platform. Thank you. I appreciate that so tremendously. And I thank Alan for creating this platform and building this thing. And, you know, we, we continue to build the podcast, but Alan has been rocking that all dolphins for, for years and years and years. And I'm just honored to be a part of it. And hopefully you will subscribe, not subscribe because you don't have to subscribe and you don't have to pay an entry fee and it's all free and we're there and we will continue to be there for free. And I'm honored to have you as my colleague. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, this is this is sad, but we want to acknowledge it as well. Um, another one of you, another one of you peeps. Um, longtime fan Omar. Two days ago, my father passed, and I'm headed to the Chiefs game. Uh, he was so excited for me. Finn's winning for him. Rest in peace, Dad. I, I'm I'm so sorry. Yeah, condolences, um, Nick. Uh, for some reason, I thought about my parents passing this weekend. I don't know what made that come into my mind. Like, I, I think I saw, no, I saw a woman's social media clip about her mother passing and the depression that it caused. And then I thought about my mother, her mother passed two years ago. And I think she's probably just getting past it or just getting over it. And I started to think to myself, like, man, how long would the loss of my parents, like, send me into a state of depression? Like to this day, I could still, my parents live 20 minutes away from me, 25. Um, and I can call on them anytime to watch my daughter. Or I say to my dad, like, hey, dad, like this is going on in my house. My towel rack fell. Can you come put on a new towel rack? No, I don't know how to put on a towel rack. I hate, I hate drilling anything into my, I know how to use tools, but I don't like drilling into drywall. I cannot do it because it always falls out. No matter what screw I use, it just sucks. I hate drywall. If, if I had a house, if I built my house, I built my whole house concrete just so that every nail will stay in it. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I, I, my condolences to you because I can't even, even phantom what it would be like to lose a parent. Absolutely. Uh, moving Carlos. Uh, as Arm said, supposed to come back next week. He's eligible to come back next week. We will not know. Mike McDaniel would not commit to it, but he said um, um, Teron Armstead will be harassing him all week about letting him come back, and he'll see. Um, and knowing Mike McDaniel, he'll probably err on the side of caution and bring him back after the bye, after making him practice all week. I think he's going to have to look like a monster to actually be clear to practice, to, to clear to play. And that's a possibility. I agree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily count him, especially since Kendall Lamb's playing so well. So I wouldn't. Yeah. And you know what was interesting? Mike McDaniel was asked by Marcel, give him props. Why is the team going to Germany ahead, such ahead of time? Because they're leaving on Monday. And I, I don't know why we never asked this question previously. And his answer was basically team bonding. He wanted them to have the Tuesday day off to go see Germany, experience Germany, 
and then come back month, come back Wednesday and be focused and locked in on the game preparation week. And I think that's so cool. That that absolutely so cool from a coach's standpoint because a lot of their families are going there with them too. Um, I don't know if they're flying on the team plane, but uh, I've I've heard that sometimes they do let team, the the family members fly on the team plane. But man, that's such a great experience. I've I've done the London trip twice now. Um, took both wives. Um, no, it was not a a joint thing. I at the same have, time. At the same time. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first wife. We went and we had a great time in Paris. And then my second wife, I actually proposed on the London trip. Proposed, um, proposed at if you if you are a fan of um, the Blue Door, um, not Notting Hill, the movie Notting Hill. My first interaction, love that, love that movie. My first interaction with my wife. She spent the night after. I shouldn't tell you the story, but I'll tell you the story. Just don't tell her I told you the story. Um, she went out to celebrate her birthday with a birthday of a girlfriend was too drunk to drive home. And so I told her, come to my house. And I lived by the beach and she came to my house. This is literally before we ever acknowledged the fact that we liked each other. Um, I told her to come to my house. Um, I was stalking her. She didn't know I was stalking her, but I've been stalking her for like a year. Um, and she, she did, she agreed to come to my house was sloppy drunk. Um, came to and literally got in my bed with me and then started rubbing my nipple. And then I started kissing her. Um, and we didn't do anything that night, but we're, the, going, we're going our way to here. Yeah. The next morning, the next morning, somehow on TV, my favorite movie, Notting Hill is my favorite movie. My favorite movie was on. She'd never seen it. And I was telling her how good of an awesome a movie it was. And so we watched it together the very next morning. I cooked her breakfast and she absolutely loved the movie. And then I told her that I loved her and I was going to marry her. Um, <laughs> and this is true. And then probably a year later, I don't even remember what the timetable is. Um, I proposed to her in London in front of the blue door. At nice. Notting Hill blue door. See, nice. that's my I story. I love that movie. My, my wife can't deal with it. I don't know. And, and we, we usually actually are pretty. Your wife doesn't like romantic comedies. She does. She couldn't. She could never get into that movie for some reason. And I, I love Notting Hill. How, um, how does she not like Hugh Grant? I don't know. I don't know. I need an answer on that. So do you get you you get that? You find that answer. Okay, I'll find that answer. Yeah, I still love her, and I still married her, but she does not like like that. Notting Hill. How do you not like Hugh Grant? Like who doesn't like Hugh Grant? Anyway. Uh. Yeah. No, I I like his movie. I don't know if you ever seen Four Weddings and a Funeral. Another one. I really. I, I do like four in the fruit. Okay, wuggy, suggy, sloppy play. Past two games concerned. Was this sloppy? Was this sloppy? To answer this question, because I really don't know. And understand that I'm driving from. I missed the first quarter of the game primarily because I'm driving and trying to get to the stadium. And the stadium still has traffic when the game is started because people somehow come to Dolphins game and don't show up till halftime. Like, how do you do that? Like, I know I'm doing it, but I'm doing it because I have a job, another job that I'm coming from. And I'm like, so I listened to it on radio. Like, was it sloppy? And there, I mean, there were a couple of penalties. There was a, a bad pick. There was a fumbled exchange between two and Mostert. Um, I mean, but those things happen in a game. No, I correct. I, I, I don't know. If, so it was a sloppy. It wasn't, it wasn't, 
completely sharp. Am I concerned? No, I'm not concerned. So why are my hats all over the place? Five of uh, okay, two that's third down. I don't like you. What? Huh? Somebody wrote that. I don't like you. Oh, IT my. respect. You don't like you, Grant? Okay, fine, fine, fine. Oh, okay, Kyle. Uh, oh, Kyle says he'd love to debate me on certain things. Here's your chance, Kyle. Um, put put it up and 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 let's go. So you should you I go? Work. Should I go get a snack <laughs> while you guys do that? <laughs> I, I don't know why. I I'm I don't view myself as a great debater. I just have my opinions and I stand by them and I provide evidence. I think you I think you're a great debater because. You, you have the memory of an elephant and you you provide statistics and stats and dates and games and like oh, who remembers all that crap yeah but, like, yeah, but you, you no but you're I don't know I guess I guess you're 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 the star of the show here people want to want to debate you and they're like I'm like okay I'll, I'll go I'll give you snack because you gotta I'll give you another example here Omar, you talk about AP students a lot. I don't talk about AP students. That's just no more thing. That's those my AP students, man. Got any resources for those of us who want advanced le- who want advanced levels in class specifically for trench play? Go ahead. Omar. Oh my God! Take your eyes off the ball by Pat Kerwin. That's <laughs> okay. a that's the absolute starting point. Um, phenomenal book about learning the intricacies of football. I have, I've been advising that book to people for years. You start there. When you finish that book, come to me and I'll give you another book. Um, there, there are a couple, but that, that's a really starting point. Take your eyes off the ball, Pat Kerwin. And anybody who knows me knows I do not watch the ball. I, 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 I refuse to. You'll find out. And here's why. You'll find out what happened with the ball. No then matter what happened. Know, then how can you make judgments on who's better between Tua and Tyreek if you don't watch the ball? You will find out because you'll, you you'll, 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 you'll be able to see the play. That play that happens multiple times but you won't see what leads up to it what if you watch the trenches you'll find out everything you need to know about football everything or 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 you could do it the other way see i tend to do the other way what, you're what? not you're never going to see the replay of the trenches you're never going to see that you rarely ever see that mm-hmm. dude you ever heard of you ever heard of nfl plus where you can watch a replay okay of the you will see it monday you're gonna wait for monday to see the trench play because Tuesday, when, I'm, when I'm covering a game and trying to analyze it, I'm trying to analyze it as it happens, like live. Yeah, what happens with the ball is more important than trench play, even though trench play. But I always see what happens with the ball every single play. It's going to be replayed. I will see what happens with the ball. I will never get a chance to see trap trench play until Tuesday, and I could tell you based. What? There are a lot of dude. There are a lot. There, in a, in a lot of instances, the replays, first of all, the replays will show you what happens at the line of scrimmage, and then the replay will follow the ball. You will see everything. But I respect your I respect your 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 commitment. I, I, and I respect where you're coming from as well. But the trench play is to me a beautiful thing. And I could see when defensive linemen are heating up. I could see when when guys are when Eichenberg's giving up pressure in the pocket that doesn't allow the quarterback to do anything. And people say, oh, the quarterback's having a bad game. He's got absolutely no time. Like today, I, I couldn't really see the trench play just because um somebody was sitting in my seat and I couldn't really, yeah. That's not right. Uh, I, I, I don't sit in my assigned seat because I kind of lost my assigned seat to the staff. I've been sitting in the same seat for like 10 years. I lost it. And I sit in a seat that gives me the equal amount of view. And somebody took it today. I sh- you show up in the second quarter of games. Good point. It, it, like it is what it is. 
Um, where are we at? T Jones. Okay, anyway, yeah. T Jones, you all want Omar and Poop to be like these other YouTubers. Hush, these guys are actually out there in the field. We are privileged to give this as a fan base. Well, thank you, sir. Or ma'am. Oh, I don't know. I think the other YouTubers is kind of dis dis disrespectful. Um, I think YouTubers are the wave. I think they are pioneers. I think they do social media people in general. Um, they're we're learning and we're trying and it ain't it ain't easy. So all these people who sit up here and say YouTubers are, you know, insignificant and not doing what we're doing. I disagree no, with no, that. No, 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 Omar. I okay, let me let me jump in here because I don't want I don't want I don't want this to be how you're portraying my answer. My answer was that's not how what I took it to mean. What I took it to mean was that other YouTubers or what other people who have channels, dolphin channels on YouTube tend to see everything through aqua and orange colored glasses. Oh. Whereas you and I oh. don't. Then we'll, we'll we'll discuss it that way. That's how I what how I took it. Hmm. Okay. All right. I could see I could see how you respond to that. I mean, you know how we are. Like we're both straight shooters. So and we don't have to see things exactly the same to shoot it the way that we shoot. Um yeah, I, I I while I am a Dolphin fan and we've said it in past that the more success they have, the more success we have. The more you folks tune in, the more money we make. The more you folks click, like, subscribe, follow, click, I guess, again, click. Even if you don't read, click. You know, that's how we feed our kids. Watch, share. Um, so I, I appreciate that. But, you know, and we are on the ground floor, which is, I think, what separates us from a lot of other people. But and it doesn't feel good not to go to Germany. I'm just going to be real with you. Like um, uh, I'm going to be away from the team for a whole week and that's not going to be easy for me, but we're going to do our best. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got to shout out all the YouTubers. I learned so much from guys like Reason and um, and 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 Dougie do right, do wrong um, because I call him do right because he does right on 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 YouTube like. I'm, I'm, I love what Doug, Doug does on YouTube. Like he, he can, he's like the pro football talk of Dolphins YouTube. And there's value in that to me. Like, I don't pay attention to what every guy writes and says every day, but if I watch Dougie do wrong for 30 minutes, he gives me everything. So props to that. And we're just doing what we do and we're in our lane and we are trying to do the best that we can. And hopefully we can continue to grow and develop and progress and give you stuff that you want because this is really your channel. That is my speech long enough. Yeah, there, there are some people complaining about different things. Um, what are they complaining about? See, uh, no, but I'm not going to dignify your comments, C Spad, but be, please be respectful so I don't have to block you. Um, <laughs> oh, LJT Poop, love your honesty, Omar, love your honest smile. You're saying I don't have an honest smile? Oh, sorry. Do you think this team will get healthy at the right time? Shout out to Austin Jackson, my comeback player of the year. Oh, that could be. Oh, Austin Jackson is playing at a Pro Bowl level, bro. I, I say this like, uh, name me another right tackle that's playing better than Austin Jackson. Name him. I, I, I Dude, want you. You actually think I. You're, you're, if you're asking me that question, you think I study every right tackle? No, know? no. I'm just telling everybody oh, out there it's a challenge. Name me. Like, Austin Jackson's phenomenal right now. Austin Jackson is killing it and probably 
Tua Tariq Rahim Achan. Mm, I'll throw Wilkins on there to be generous. Uh, I'll throw Chubb in there. Uh, for, for, we're talking pro ball now? No, players that are performing like top players on the team. Oh, okay. Go, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I'm, Austin is right there. Austin And Austin's probably the top lineman. He's played every game. I would put Connor ahead of him, because, but Connor isn't healthy. And damn sure Tehran uh, Ter- damn sure be ahead of Tehran, be a top five if he actually was healthy. People. Yeah, yeah, and Williams has missed four of the eight games. So, um, Williams, which Williams? Connor. Oh yeah, 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 Connor. Yeah. You can't, you can't put him in there. He's missed four games. I mean. Yeah. So uh, I would say right now, Austin is probably the eighth best player on the team. There are a lot of guys are playing well. I mean, there's a reason they're six and two. I mean. Yeah, but who's playing ball better than Connor? I'm not not Connor. Austin Jackson. Who's playing ball better than Austin Jackson? That that's what I'm saying. Who's playing? You know, I, you I, know I, I like I, Robert Hunt. He got beat for a sack today, but you know I like you know I love Robert Hunt. Um, oh, I forgot. We go we go into the Robert Hunt well. And I like Rob too. I, is Rob outperforming Austin? Come on, bro. it's debatable. You can. It's you can the, I, I will give you. It's on. debatable. I will give. I will. I will give you. It's debatable. Okay. Who got a tougher job? Fair. Okay. That. Thank you. Appreciate that. Like, to hit what, what, you know, Austin's job is tough. It's not, you know, Kendall, Kendall Lamb's job, but it's 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 a tough job. Uh, David Breakout. I assume that's how you pronounce it. Sorry, Breakout. Lane Jackson, or Lane Johnson, right tackle. Yes, Lane Johnson, right tackle. Howdy, gentlemen. Are there any OL fins could possibly trade for, even if it's a wish list of players? Can I have your thoughts? I, I've said this many times. Teams are starving for good alignment. Teams just don't. When you have a good one, you're not. You're not. Yeah, uh, you'd have to give up something of the equivalent that you gave up for. Oh, somebody said Jesse Davis. I wonder what Jesse Davis is doing right now. Don't don't act like I act like Jesse Davis can't help this team. Come on, bro. Like be real. Like <sighs> don't, don't don't be disrespectful. And I love I love Jesse. He's such a good guy. But I think that ship has sailed. I mean, it, it probably has sailed. But you're telling me he can't help the team right now. In what capacity? A backup interior player. Right now, you're possibly going into the rest of the second half of the season with Lester Cotton and Robert Jones as your starters. You tell him. You, you telling me you can't get a little help from Jesse Davis as a backup? I'm. I, yeah, maybe. I'm not, I'm, maybe. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. Jesse, Jesse might be a family man. He might be barbecuing every Sunday or whatever, whatnot. I'm not, you know, you act like you, you straight. You act like you good. You, um, uh, no, but yeah. I, at some point, yeah, I mean, how many offensive linemen you're going to have on the roster if these guys are not out for a long period of time? Somebody mentioned Van Ginkle among other players who have played well, with, you know, without question. That's Armando, true. will AJ get paid? AJ will get paid. I don't know by who and exactly how much, but he's, he's in about himself. he's in about seven million a year range. He made himself some money. Yeah, he'll 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 clear fifteen million dollars in guaranteed money. He'll get the Connor Williams deal, Connor Williams special. Oh, I, like, oh, I want to see this one, Mike. My, Mike's Mike back again. I know. I would love to bait you as a fellow stat rain man when it comes to Miami Dolphin games. Maybe you guys can do a show where you have fans as guests like behind enemy lines. Hey, hey 
I don't think that's a bad idea. I really don't. I, like the problem, Mike. The only problem you're gonna have, Mike, is judging by your your avatar, you look a lot younger than me. And if I start throwing out games from from the '80s or the '70s, you might get drowned. The the Rain Man challenge. <laughs> that's funny. Oh God, man! I I think people would want. I think people might want that. The, the stu, you know stump the Rain Man. <laughs> that's funny. I think that's a good show. Uh, what is this about Chris McCain? Still waiting for Chris McCain to get started a, a starting gig. Okay, somebody else taking a shot at me. Like, Chris I McCain. Guess. Yeah. Oh, Chris McCain. Don't act like Chris. Tell tell the Chris McCain stories right. Chris McCain was a good player. He was he was a real slippery pass rusher. No, he's a guy who had really good pass, intriguing pass rushing potential who never really did the things necessary to have a long and, and fruitful career in the NFL. I get you that. I get you that. He was a little bit nutso. I ain't gonna and, lie. And, yeah, and, look. But props to him, though, before every game, he had his routine of walking around the stadium. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was either was walking around with Reading a kid. Fan, find a kid, yeah. Find a yeah. kid and bring yeah, him to the field. It was really, really cool. Um, mm -hmm. But no, he always got himself in trouble with the coaches, and that's yeah, he always he was always in trouble. I remember when he when he the the whole Ryan Tannehill and the practice squad, uh, like Ryan Tannehill, the practice squad trophy situation. I can't remember the details of that, but it was about Chris Chris Joel. It was about Chris McCain, and they were going back and forth at it. And Tua was Tannehill was mad that practice squad players were picking off his passes and sacking him, and they were just like, "Get good." And it, it, it became a real hot mess. And the team just straight up lied about it because they needed to show support for Tannehill. But behind the scenes, everybody was laughing in Tannehill's face because they knew he was soft, like cotton. Uh, I love being called delusional. It's awesome. Shane, uh, Pupar is delusional of two hours and playing Tyreek isn't putting up the same stats. Or I could turn it around and say Tyreek's not playing, two is not putting up the same stats. Can we not both just all agree? Both of them are playing great. Both of them are or should be in the MVP conversation. Can we get? Can we just get along? Can, oh can, can, can we just get along? Like, wow. Zach Wilson, comeback player of the year. <laughs> oh, did you get, <laughs> caught the end of that game today? The Jets and the Giants. Woof. No, no, uh, I didn't. I, what happened? Props to him, though. It was 10-7 Giants. They had like a third and four to kill the game. Barkley got three yards, fourth and one. They go for a field goal attempt. Graham Gano misses it. There's 24 seconds left. Jets have no timeouts. They're at the but their 25-yard line. Long completion. Um run by Zach Wilson. Yeah. Garrett Wilson to about midfield and another. And on that play, there was a penalty on the Jets from the Giants for offside. So the clock stopped. Then another completion to about the 25-yard line to a tight end run down, really hurry up to clock it. They clock it with a second left, kick the game-tying field goal. So he came up with and then they won in overtime. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if this is a compliment or a shot. Poop is annoying to debate because he brings, like, facts to the fight. <laughs> is that a shot or a compliment? Or am I just being fun? I agree with you on that one. But... <laughs> Our, uh, uh, Papa Hog says our Dolphins are playoff are playoff bound. What? 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 what, what, what? Count it. 
Count it. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, they got to win four more games just to get in four out of nine. Yeah. Only question, only question is do they win a division and get a first round by or pushing it further? Can they get, hold on. You get the first round by for the division or the comp. I thought it was only one. No, 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 no. First round round by they have to number one seed. Yeah. Number one seed. You first round home field advantage. Correct. With the division. Yeah. Uh, and then Baltimore looks like we're going to have a couple of six and two teams. Jacksonville won today at Pittsburgh, six and two. Baltimore is up 21 seven on Arizona. It looks like they're going to be six and two. Okay. And the Chiefs are heading to the fourth quarter, still losing 14 9. And I they're going to win that. And Cleveland is four and two. And in the fourth quarter, they're leading at Seattle 20 17 with PJ Walker playing quarterback. Omar, is is your shirt? Oh, 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 oh. this is S S, S gummy ass. Uh, Omar, is your shirt Perry Ellis? Because I <laughs> oh, because of the score thing, right? <laughs> was that was that on TV? Was that caught on TV on the uh, YouTube feed? No, you put it. You put a tweet out. No, Tua, no, no, Tua no. I asked Tua because Tua came in 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 a. See, you missed that. Tua came in in a in. He's wearing his jersey. Oh bottoms, yeah, I saw that. Yep. But he's wearing a shirt. And I said to him, knowing that he's a Perry Ellis spokesman and model, is that a Perry Ellis shirt? And he he looks at it to check and he goes, next question. (laughs) Oh, man. Oops. Oops. Like, like, bro, you can't be be selling Perry Ellis and and not wearing it to the games. Like, come on, Tua. Also, if I'm going to hold Tua accountable, Tua is an Adidas – because I pay attention to these things – Tudis is an Adidas client. He's a flagship player for Adidas. There's no way that Tua should have busted sandals that he actually wears to the game. Adidas people, send him new sandals. Like, I know players can go and order what they want, and Tua probably hasn't even thought about ever ordering anything new. But, bro, you can have busted sandals and be on Like, his sandals, and he, he wears them to the game. He wears them to the podium. He's always wearing these sandals. It's Adidas Yeezy sandals. They're cream, and they're dirty, and they're busted. Just get a new pair. Order it. Adidas, hook him up. Like, send him a shipment. I promise you. Like, he's a spokesman for the brand. Your sandals shouldn't be dirty. Toby, uh, I've been a Finns fan for 50 years, okay? I'll never mean as many big plays as I have. Toby's a hell of a a DB and I don't even play and we should have signed Bobby Wagner in the offseason my understanding is Mm. Bobby Wagner once he was yeah he wanted to go back he was going back to Seattle kind of no matter what that Mm -hmm. was kind of one of those where he was a free agent but not really but yeah he's a hell of a player Josh Hicks asked do you think Claypool will stay after this year maybe if he can convert to a tight end and develop Uh, but uh He's, he's going to be chasing money. And Dolphins, as I continuously tell you, will have no money to spend this offseason. Not only that, if you're a wide receiver who is looking to rebuild your career, do you want to be on a team that's got Tyreek and Waddle? Yeah. Am I right or am I right? If he wants to become a tight end, he can. Tight ends get paid now. And he's I'm gonna, huge. I'm going to put this because this is this might. No, there can only be one. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm going to some of these comments. Yep. Uh, Dr. D.C. Smith, I said what I said. Hard to complete passes when no one is open. Tyreek is always open equals MVP. 
Uh, oh, no, there can only be one poop. I have no idea what you're referring to. If you're referring to MVP, you're wrong. There, there can be co-MVPs. Interesting. Unless um, you know something I don't. Uh, Omar asks, have you seen Tehran Armstead? The answer is no, not very much. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. We'll play. We'll play. We'll play. Yeah. we'll play. You got me there. Um, okay, let's wrap this up rapid fire as many as we can. Okay, let's do it. Okay, here we go. Sorry, Randall. Last attempt to get mentioned. Fastest show on earth. No. Don't think that's going to fly. No. Uh, Maybe a Pouncy twin wants to unretire. If you've seen those dudes lately, they are they like, are they're, they're linebackers. They're, they're, they're they are they they probably the size of safeties right now. Um, and props to them because I talked to Mike about it, and he was just like, "Yeah, I haven't touched a carb in years." And props to them, man. That that's some hard work right there. Yeah, they have. Uh... I don't know what you're talking about here. That doesn't work. You're telling me you wouldn't even sign him to the practice squad? I have no idea who you're referring to. Jesse Davis. Oh, Jesse Davis. Uh, sure. Oh, I'd do that in a second. Sure. If he's in shape. Jesse Davis could help me on every level. No, I, yeah. If if that's a standard, I prefer him to Chase and Hines on the practice squad. No offense to Chase and Hines. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, 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 Lyle Collins, too. You want to sign? You know, somebody going to want to ride this champ. Somebody want to ride this to the championship now. They, this is this is the Dolphins are entering like Patriots territory where people just want to be part of this because they're fun. I have to put this one there, but no. Wow, I love Richie, but no, but no, yeah. Uh, um, this is very interesting. He's been following me since elementary school. I'm humbled and appreciative, and I thank you. Um. I thank, you, I thank you on behalf of Omar. Um, it's called wall anchors. Yes. Listen, that, I, I, I really suck at putting them in though, bro. I, 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 they just fall out. Like I'm telling you, man, you want to come to my house and put up some stuff in the wall, in the drywall. I am not, I know the wall anchors and you put them in and you pull them out and like, nah, they, those things suck. I, my dad has to come do them. I'm sorry. You use drywall goods. Yeah. Drill the studs into it. I'm not good at that thing, man. Austin Jackson has arrived. Yes, without question. Thank you, Matt. By the way, I, uh, completely off topic, those Seattle Seahawks. I know everybody loves the Dolphins throwback uniforms. I am kind of – I like them. I'm not I'm not blown away by them like a lot of like people are, but some of those like Seattle Seahawks throwbacks, oh, every day of the week. They are so cool. Uh, see, oh, okay, let me let me address this. Uh, go for it, go for it. Go ahead. hold on, I gotta find it first. Um, yeah, uh, so someone needs to make a, a, a meme of Omar saying she rubbed my nipples, and the nipple rub is very important. And here's why the nipple rub is very important because I had not made my intentions known. And here she is. She gets in my bed. She starts cuddling with me. And then I'm like, okay, she's drunk. She's just cuddling. But then she starts rubbing my nipples. And then it sends signals to me, hey, she likes me, which I didn't know if she did or not. So that's why the nipple what, rub is what, part, what, what about the gesture made you think that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know, if you're just thankful that somebody gave you somebody someplace to sleep when you were drunk, then, you know, it's one thing, but, you know, anyway. 
Okay, let's uh, run, run through some more comments real quickly, and then I, I am personally going to call it a night so I can go spend some time with my family, which just got back from Hollywood horror, Halloween horror nights. In and, and I want I want to hear what the crowd was like because I I couldn't even I'm a person where I'm one I don't like Disney World or Universal or any of those theme parks and then I'm just absolutely fundamentally opposed to places that have huge massive lines. So what was the wait to go into these things? On I don't know. on I have, I have to do my uh, reporting. My reporting first, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to you want to look you want to go through this and then address Omar before we. Right I up. am. I'm. I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I thank you guys for thank everything. Thank you, Mario. Hit the like button, peeps. Absolutely. Uh huh. A lot of people love the dolphins here in Germany. That's cool. That's very interesting. Um, I, I, I have no idea what Germany is like, and I hope the guys have a, a great time. Oh, it's time to put some respect on Cedric's name. Cedric, who? Wilson. Oh wow. Oh damn. Wow. Wow. All right. Um, You're ready to, to have him traded. Now you don't even remember. Damn. 14.6 yards per reception, one touchdown. Hey, he's he's delivering. Maybe maybe it's except true that he it, had. Sorry, Omar, except he had one catch for one catch for one yard today. It was a touchdown, but it was one catch. Hey, he's delivering. Uh, maybe it's it's true that, that guys take a while to learn this offense. You understand what I'm saying? And now that he learns the offense, he's contributing. Oh, it was it was a quarterback. He had one catch. Um, Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get it like Jeff Wilson, Cedric Wilson. I it, it, it just it it got past me. The 305 cheat codes. How about how about that? How about that? No. No. Okay. At least it's not South Beach something because they don't play in South Beach. Okay. Listen, um, are the Chiefs about to lose or not? What, what what's what's the story? It is 14 9. Uh the Broncos with four early in the fourth quarter. The Broncos have a third and one. Sorry. Early in the fourth quarter? Yeah, 14 minutes left. Man, the please. Bengals, the Bengals are handling the 49ers in San Francisco with Brock Purdy 24 to 10. And if we're talking about teams that could be an issue. Down the line in the AFC, now that Joe Burrow apparently is back physically, I would certainly suggest not dismissing the Bengals. Sure. Um, need, against the 49ers, he's 25 of 29. Bro, this is a banged up 49ers. This is a banged up 49ers. This ain't the real 49ers. They're not banged up on defense. They're banged up on offense with Samuel. and Okay, and, and they're banged up on offense, and their offense is a juggernaut. Like, nah, nah, that's fugazi. I am right. telling you. Now that he's healthy, oh, he's coming back. Okay. Get in line, brother. Get in line, Cincinnati. You're you, you, you behind the Dolphins right okay. now. Cincinnati. I don't even know if they could beat the, the, the Steelers. Um, and I am telling you, you are being foolish if you're going to dismiss them. But okay. But you, you do you. Uh, is this the best? They're not better than the Ravens. They're not better than the Steelers. Oh, dude, the Steelers are four and three, and the Bengals are about to be four and three, and they're and the Bengals are eons better than the Steelers. But all right, we'll see. Is this the best team you have covered? Um, that's a good question. That's a very, very good question. Best Dolphins team. I mean, I, you go back years, definitely best Dolphins team I've ever covered because I've covered nothing. Yeah, but you don't go losers. back to like, to like the 84 team. Uh, yeah. well, actually, technically, I wasn't covering the 84 team since I started. 
full, full time. I started in '89, so '89. Uh, um, I got nothing but losers, except for the two winning seasons. <laughs> uh, I here's here's what I would tell you. I am very, very, very excited about the possibilities for this defense with Ramsey now entering the picture with X on the way back. We didn't even talk about Ramsey. I think this defense has very, very, very interesting possibilities. How did we do a whole podcast and we didn't talk about Ramsey? Because we suck. That's why. Oh, sorry. All right. Let's wrap it up with a little Jalen Ramsey action. We were going on about an hour and a half here. So let's do a little Jalen Ramsey chat. He he called a shot. Uh, Mike McDaniel acknowledged that Jalen Ramsey told him on the sidelines of the Patriots game that he was going up of the first Patriots game in week two that he was going to be back for the next Patriots game. He called his shot and he actually achieved that. The Dolphins put him on a snap count. He nodded them off every time they told him to come off the field. Um, Mike McDaniel said he promised me a pick six. He only gave me a pick. He gave me a pick touched field goal. Field goal. Uh, he let me down. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, that, that was about as, Impressive a Dolphins debut coming back from an injury as I've ever seen. You? Uh, no. There's one that's very, very easy. And anybody, anybody of a certain age would know what, what, what it would be. Well, you, sure. let's see, it was 30, 29 years ago. So you, you would have been very young. Dan Marino, 1994 season opener, first came back from his Achilles injury. Where what did he do? Threw for over 400 yards, five touchdowns, and a 39-35 win against the Patriots in a ridiculous shootout against Drew Bledsoe. Oh, oh. all right. Yeah, no, that was a that that that's that's the standard there as far as first came back from an injury. Good luck topping that one. Okay, but what Ramsey did was impressive because he not only had the pick, he also had a forced fumble. Um. On a play, yep, on a play that was uh, pretty early on, on a play that was negated by a penalty, holding penalty on the Patriots. And if it wasn't for Ezekiel Elliott being really quick to it, Brandon Jones would have had the fumble recovery. He was about to get on the ball, and Elliott got his arm in there, and the ball wound up rolling out of bounds. Play would got called back. Obviously, had Jones gotten the, the fumble recovery, the Dolphins would have declined the penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did. One of those plays I did not see. So it was pretty early in the game. It was like after a short completion, I believe it was. And and it was like like textbook tackle where he got, you know, like I don't remember that, if it was for the helmet or the or the, mm-hmm. the arm right or the shoulder right onto the ball. That was probably my walk into the stadium where I have to wait in line because there are people who are showing up in the first quarter. I'm like, how do you people go to games and show up in the first quarter? Like, what is this? Yeah. So, um, do you not know when the game starts? 105. Well, floor is fashionable to you know, arrive. Oh, looks like Denver just did what? No, nah, they're going to lose. Sanders got done something. They're going to lose. Turnover. Denver got a turnover or gave the ball Ooh, up? No, Denver got a turnover, and they now have a first and goal at the Kansas City nine-yard line. Let's go, Russell Wilson. Take care of business. Well, now we could be looking at a – and Baltimore is going to win. Baltimore is up 24-7 at Arizona. So we'll be looking at a four-way tie atop the AFC standings with the Dolphins, Baltimore, Jacksonville, and Kansas City. Interesting. Huh. Okay, I think we're going to wrap it up. 
Yes, we shall. Been all a right. long day. Got a couple more things to write on alldolphins.com where you can get all of Omar and my stories, analysis columns for free. Thank you guys for watching, participating, continue to support us. Um, as we say, the likes, the subscriptions, subscriptions, we're on audio back again. We should be on YouTube. We should be on um, Apple. Apple by Tuesday, supposedly, if they let us in the club. They're going to let us in the club. But in you know, the meantime, we're on. We, we buy in bottles, so they're going to let us in the club. <laughs> in the meantime, we're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on something else, Redfin. Um, and and it's under all Dolphins podcast. It's not under the old name that we used to have. That we yeah, you can unsubscribe that that old name. The old record label kept it and kept our followers there. So everybody who listens to the podcast through audio, um, hook hook your boys up with a subscription, even if you watch it on YouTube. And we appreciate you watching it on YouTube because those are the people who write the biggest checks. So if you have a choice, we uh, appreciate you watching it on YouTube. But if you like the audio versions, um, we definitely encourage you to subscribe. So on that note, we thank you, alldolphins.com, where you can find all our work. And first and tens coming next week. We're out. Visit alldolphins.com for the latest news, analysis, and columns, and it's all free. You can find Omar Kelly and Alan Pupard on the All Dolphins podcast discussing South Florida's NFL team on YouTube and anywhere you find your audio podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share. So you stay in the know. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.